0: Hello, my spooky friends. This is John, your host from Dairyland Frights, and this is the podcast where we cover everything mysterious, creepy, and spooky in the Midwest. But today, we're going overseas, all right? I am pumped. I have a very special guest with me, Cynthia. Cynthia, welcome. Hi. Hi. Uh, Now, Cynthia, I'm going to have a bunch of little questions for you and everything like that. Um, But before we get to that, uh, just to make sure, are you a a, a practicing witch? Or please explain that to my audience.
1: Yes, uh, absolutely. Uh, So John said I'm practicing witch uh, from a small village in the Netherlands. I call myself a solitary electric witch. Uh, which means I use witchcraft traditions uh, which don't, don't fit uh, into a specific category. Uh, it's a path uh, which is followed by many solitary witches who choose to work the magic alone, just like me.
0: Mm, that is really interesting. So, there. Tell me a little bit more about yourself, because sometimes we're going to talk today about the occult. We'll do a little tease here in a little bit. We're going to talk about the occult and everything because I found Cynthia off Instagram. And I was immediately fascinated with her. I have some uh, witch friends, <laughs> which mm-hmm. call, in the States we call Wiccans. They're more like, uh, i use a generic term here, excuse me for using the generic term, Cynthia, more like a druid, uh, you know, somebody that's looking to help nature and to bring back the nature and not harm nature. So, Tell me a little bit about your interest in the occult and magic. If you tell my audience, like what got you started into it?
1: Um, I started at a very young age. Uh, I've I've had this interest uh, interest uh, since my childhood. I was crazy about history at school, Mm. ghost stories. I watched uh, secretly uh, horror movies at a young, very young age. I think I was eight or nine. Wow. Um, <laughs> in the Netherlands, their people are not so open-minded about occult. Mm. Um, so they uh, called you uh, very quickly a weirdo or a witch mm. um, in the bad ways.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, okay. So yes, um, but the fascinating thing is uh, they with me all the time. Um, mm-hmm. So I study and uh, practice uh, uh, occultism. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's uh, phenomena uh, related to supernatural powers and magic. Mm-hmm. And um, I focus my efforts on the area of unexplained, of uh, mysterious events, huntings mm-hmm. uh, uh, mysteries, uh, artifacts, mm-hmm. uh, documentation of unusual mm-hmm. uh, creators, people, of events. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. That you have immediately piqued my interest. That is fascinating to me uh so what's weird here in the states um witches are still considered bad uh which sucks uh Mm -hmm. because that's not true and in the states here we put them in two categories a black witch which is evil which is stupid uh and a white witch which is good which is equally stupid would you say you uh, and I don't mean to insult you, do you think you fall into any one category like that, like a white witch versus a black witch? you know or what what do you what would you say you, you mentioned your category like you fall into and I hate to pigeonhole you, you, like put you in a category, but what would you say kind of wish you up
1: um, <clears throat> well, I like um the the white uh side of witchcraft uh the nature. I uh, work a lot of them with the nature. Uh, um with the Sabbath, um the time of the year uh the moon um mm -hmm. so i think that's the white uh, side of witchcraft um but i also love to work with uh, lilith or lucifer Mm -hmm. um that's the dark side i think a lot of people think that's a dark side uh, the left hand path yeah we call it um and uh, many people thinks uh, oh that's a bad wit sure. or um, it's dangerous uh, to work with mm-hmm. devils um, yeah. but most people doesn't know um more about devils than mm-hmm. uh, what they reading or in the internet Well, lucifer is satan uh the devil he's bad he uh can possess you um if you um learn more about this uh, devils mm-hmm. of demons mm-hmm. um you figure out that um it's not all bad yeah. um i think uh, i think it's i'm in the middle of a of, of a boat
0: yeah that's that's great that's really interesting cynthia because i've read the satanic bible mm-hmm. and people misunderstand see it, it's due to Hollywood and horror movies. Yes. You, you got to make it scary, right? You can't mm-hmm. just have like a nice person like you <laughs> like maybe <laughs> maybe helping someone with I don't know, like giving some luck. Like they've had bad luck and you're like, "Hey, let me help you. I will do a a, a spell to help you with luck or something mm-hmm. who knows, right? You're just trying to be nice. And the Satanic Bible for people out there, and I'm going to do a uh episode on the Satanic Panic. So the satanic mm-hmm. panic really quickly, Cynthia, in the United States, people went to jail because they some people believe that they worship the devil. And, the, and I'm not talking about like in the 1800s or 1400s. I'm talking about modern 21st century. Mm-hmm. And that's insane to me. So that's something we can talk about throughout our discussion here, and I will have it in another episode. So The other thing I love that we're into, we're in the metal. So Mm -hmm. my metal heads out there and my spooky friends out there who are metal heads, in the Netherlands, you are known for, well, not as much now, but you're still known for creating a genre of metal called black metal. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was into old black metal school uh, bands, excuse me, Emperor, Bathroy, um i'm not sure if you're familiar with the story of mayhem that yes, led to a movie yeah yeah that's crazy so do, were you how old were you when all this was happening when they're burning down churches and and that metal scene was out there uh could you tell me
1: a little bit about that um yes yes um the black metals uh subgenre uh, is, uh, on the heavy metal music, um, and that uh, typically takes on anti-Christ, uh, anti-Christian, satanic and, uh, mm-hmm. paganistic, uh, themes, uh, and also witchcraft. And during the eighties, uh, several, uh, trash metal and dead metal bands like Venom, Battery, Merciful Fate, Hellhammer, uh, formed a prototype for black metal. And in the early nineties, um, I was uh, young in that, uh, I don't know that, um, Only from uh, stories. Sure. Uh, Norwegian uh, bands such as Mayhem, Darkthrone, Immortal, and Emperor uh, Mm -hmm. developed the style of uh, forebears into a distinct genre, Mm -hmm. and uh, the Norwegian-inspired black metal scene emerged uh, through Europe and North America. Yeah. Um, Although some other scenes uh, developed their own styles uh, uh, independently. Yeah. Um, But, uh, unfortunately, synonym for uh, satanic metal, black metal, has often uh, sparked controversy, uh, Mm -hmm. do actions, and uh, associated uh, with the genre. And some artists express uh, some views um, for extreme anti-Christian and satanism. Mm -hmm. And uh, in the 90s, uh, some members of the scene were uh, responsible for the spate of the church burnings and murders. Yes. And that's... uh, Unfortunately, the black metal, um, have sometimes a bad name, uh, mm-hmm. because I think, uh, people think, uh, it's uh, screaming, horror lyrics. Yeah. Um, grunting, right. uh, the creepy makeup, uh, sort of cork paint. And yeah. I love that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. It's a pretty, uh, prejudice, uh, about this music and the people who love and make the music.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and that's awesome. So I recommend highly. I'm going to put a link to the the Lords of Chaos movie. It is a pretty good movie about that whole situation. Yes. But at the the end of it, a whole new genre of music was made. And I think that's amazing. I, I, I love that. Because with American metal, we have speed metal, thrash metal, death metal, uh, what I call pop metal. Uh, I love all kinds of metal. Uh, But one of the the biggest bands here, most controversial bands here, not that much anymore, uh, is called Slayer. Um, I've seen Slayer many times. Uh, They're a fun band. Uh, They're a great show. Unfortunately, the lead singer uh, is losing his voice. (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh maybe not go to a show. uh if you want to you can, but just know that it's not the same old Slayer. These guys are in their 50s and 60s. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> it's not the same. Mm-hmm. But that gives us new bands to come in and uh push the envelope. Cuz that's what rock and roll and metal is about. You got to push that envelope and give it a give it a new um shine in a new area to look at that people can go identify with it or i don't. And that's your choice. So, Before we get started, uh, Cynthia, do you have a favorite or spooky personal paranormal experience you would like to share?
1: Uh, Oh, yes. I think um, ah, it's very spooky. I don't know if it's very spooky, but it's uh, strange. Okay. Um, It was about uh, 70 years ago, I think. I had a strange uh, experience with a dream. Um, I had a dream uh, that I was visiting my grandmother's house. Um, Now, you should know that my grandmother... um, Passed uh, away a year before mm. I was born, so I only know her from photos. Mm. And, um, I had a dream about her, and the next day uh, I saw my dad. I told him about being at my grandmother's house in my dream, and I described her uh, living room and kitchen. And my father, my father, is mm. uh, very uh, skeptical and has no interest in paranormal occult uh, subjects. But mm. now he was uh, quiet for a moment because uh, I had just uh, described to her house uh, exactly mm. how it was when she was yeah. alive, and I couldn't know if no that.
0: Mm. Yeah. So that, I think
1: that's uh, a little bit uh, weird.
0: Yeah, that is. That's a that's a common paranormal um, experience, and hopefully, you know, most people have good. I've told about this before where people have told me like, you know, their grandma passed away and then, you know, they've had, they had like, I don't know, they're going through a bad experience and then like their grandma will show up and smile at them or touch them or whatever and be like, you know, it's okay. You're going to be fine. You're going to get through this. And I think that's what I love the most. I don't like... (laughs) And grandma would turn into a demon and start chasing people around. That's not good. <laughs> you don't want that. Uh, but uh, there are stories about that, too. So let's get right to the spookiness. And before that, just to let you know, my spooky friends, I will put Cynthia's links out there and stuff like that. Again, you know, please reach out to her. Be respectful um, and, and be uh, nice, uh, because I don't want her to, you know, feel like if if you got different views, you know, it's okay, but, the, you know, again, just know that this is open for us all to talk about and have a good discussion. And that's why I do this podcast too, Cynthia, so people who don't believe can, give, you know, can talk about it, right? And we can have some great discussions, an open discussion. So, in today's episode, we're discussing magic and the occult. It's a mysterious history and the misunderstood meaning of the occult through time, which I'm sure, Cynthia, you can you know, talk about that. And before we get started, just want to let you know some of my sources, uh, which I'll put it in the episode links, uh, is from the Digital Cult Library, uh, Learn Religions website, Wikipedia, and Britannia, which is the Cyclibri- uh, Britannia. <laughs> they actually have a website that I found that has all this great stuff. So let's get right to it. A brief history of magic according to the Learns Religion website. So, the term magic derives from the Greek magic, and the first time it appears in print in the title of a now lost work attributed to Aristotle. This was about 384 to 322 BCE, and is specifically referred to the art and craft of a Zora shrine, priests from Persia. As it did for the Persian priests, modern magic involves behaviors, actions, and methods included to interact with and influence the supernatural world, usually involving the use of a cult or secret body of knowledge, but the boundaries that define what is religion, what is magic is is variable and to an extent are set by practicing sect or even an individual so similar to you Cynthia you know you have a different way of doing things right like you may follow maybe certain things but in all like when it comes to magic like how do you follow certain things like do you do you follow a book do you follow uh I don't know whatever uh some scrolls maybe you have a scroll I don't know <laughs> I mean talk about that a little bit
1: um, no I don't follow a book um I read a lot about ancient history. Mm-hmm. Um, so I buy many books uh, on the internet um, or um, I read it online. But, nice. uh, I'd rather have books um, because online, there is so much online and uh, you don't know what's true and what not.
0: Yeah, um, absolutely. Yes, absolutely.
1: Because so- everybody can uh, call themselves um, everything. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't, uh, you can check that. Yeah. So, um, with spells, um, mm, That's, uh, I, I, yeah. I don't yeah. like, uh, to do spells if I don't know, uh, where it came from. Mm. Um, That's especially not when I work with, uh, demons or, uh, because you don't know what you, uh, mm-hmm. what you, uh, yeah, Yeah. So Um. you
0: destroyed my image, Cynthia. I thought you were in your room with this huge book (laughs) and this big hat on and going, oh, (laughs) no, that's not happening. All right. No. (laughs) So people, that's movies. Okay. So that's (laughs) like a movie thing. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. So let's talk about some common modern usage. In common usage, magic evokes some sort of change in the physical world through non-scientific means in occult and esoteric circles. Magic can take a wider meaning, just like Cynthia was talking about here, involving spiritual change. Practitioners of some of some of the branches, which we'll get into, see their practices as having very little in common with other branches. Would you agree with that statement? Uh,
1: Cynthia. Uh, yes, I uh, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, because um, all the things uh, are uh, in um, common with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have um, um with with uh, when I work with Lilith, uh, mm-hmm. for example, uh, a good way to uh, uh work with Lilith is uh with meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, so. If you may go uh, meditate, um, uh, you can meditate on so many ways. Mm -hmm. Not only in a witchcraft, um, Mm -hmm. but uh, if you go to a yoga uh, school, you uh, are meditating. Uh, When you are praying in the church, uh, you are sort of meditating. Yeah. Um, So it's uh, all in common with each other.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, So Lilith is uh, a demon, is that correct?
1: um yes yes
0: yes yeah so just again um just going back doesn't mean it's a bad thing okay so all right because she just talked about yoga and meditation and that's fascinating to me because again people again watch too many movies you're not in a basement covered with blood (laughs) (laughs) you know with a big hat on and whatever okay so the following categories of magic are those generally in use among groups falling into a loose category, which I love that they said that, of contemporary Western paganism, paganism excuse me. Uh how we're defining itself. So one of the things is <clears throat> there's various types of magic, like I said, we'll get into, is just as complicated as defining magic, which again from just our brief conversation, we, we it, it's hard to define. So not all magic has the same intention, and each magic practitioner will use different approaches, just like Cynthia said. So before we get into the magic, I want to give a brief history and explanation of the occult. There are going to be words in here. I'm going to admit, Cynthia, I'm going to not be able to pronounce that well, so do not laugh at me. Uh, And if you can pronounce them better, please let me know. Yes. I just step in, um, because obviously you're more an expert than I am. So, a uh, brief history of explanation of the cult. The cult is a category of supernatural beliefs and practices encompassing such phenomena as those involving mysticism, spirituality, and magic in terms of all otherworldly agency, which I always think is kind of funny. Um, it can also refer as non-religious supernatural ideas like extrasensory perception and parapsychology. And the biggest thing out of this is, remember, is there is parapsychology out there, which actually is a scientific study of the occult and magic and extrasensory perception and so, telekinesis and all these different things. So this is where I'm going to need your help, um, <laughs> Cynthia, because I know I'm going to butcher a lot of this. So the occult from the Latin world, Latin word, Accomplice Is that I pronounce it or, yes. Uh,
1: okay yes, yes as you say the word occult means uh hidden and yeah. occultism is the study of the hidden um because uh for example the supernatural mm-hmm. and um the term occult is uh, commonly used for uh to refer to knowledge meant for uh, certain people of knowledge for uh, that must be kept hidden. Um, but is often misused by the church, uh, for example, yes. um, as being almost synonymous, uh, with evil or satanic. Correct. And, uh, the realm of the darkness, uh, where God's, uh, a- a adversary, the devil of Satan, uh, holds sway, uh, as long as God allows it, according to them, um, it's a realm, uh, realm of uh, deception, lies, and darkness. And um, therefore, by definition, uh, in turn, we're trained with uh, dark uh, spiritual forces uh, against God and his kingdom. Um, that's why they say the occult is uh, dangerous and uh, you don't know where you uh, must be uh, playing with uh a little while ago, I had an interview with uh, a real exorcist mm. um, because I was um, in the USA. Where um, the exorcists say that uh, uh, demonic possession—you uh, can uh, have, have a demonic possession by Ouija boards or uh, yes. that uh, that kind of things—and. Right. Um, here in the Netherlands, uh, I don't know anything about that. I don't hear anything about that. So uh, I have uh, interviewed two exorcists um, here in the Netherlands, and they, uh, the first was uh, nice. He say, uh, yes, it's uh, demonic possession. Real demonic possession uh, doesn't exist. Um, it's ma- uh, mostly um, uh, in the in the head uh people have uh psychic uh things and that kind of stuff and uh, uh second uh say first uh i don't want to talk to you um you can better be on the path of god and uh don't uh mm. don't do uh, occult things uh, so that- i don't have a real answer about that more. i know uh the church is um Everything what's not allowed in the Bible, they call it uh, evil, satanic, Mm -hmm. right? And um, so, yes.
0: Yeah, that's (laughs) Cynthia. That's absolutely fascinating. You want to hear something that's going to blow your mind? Mm -hmm. You can buy a Ouija board at a toy store in America. Mm -hmm. So you can go. I can go to any toy store and buy a Ouija board. In America, there are so many stories and movies about... That's just so fascinating you said that. Uh, This is great. That's that's so interesting. Because in America, Ouija boards are frowned upon. So we have two different types of Ouija boards in America. Mm -hmm. We have a Ouija board and a demon board. So demon boards, you have to go to an occult shop and get it. A Ouija board, you can go anywhere. I could go to any shopping toy place and get a Ouija board, okay? Yes. Yeah, sure. the, the main thing about this is people don't understand how it works properly. So you're right. A lot of it's in their head uh, where they think, you know, the, the what um, the board moves and what spells out. However, there are a lot of stories that in America have been, been put out there about how people have died from the Ouija board. Mm-hmm. And it's just bizarre to me because uh, I've tried it um, a long time ago. I didn't really try it. I kind of sat in on a session. So, and then it kind of got boring because we were like, nothing was happening. I was like that mm-hmm. when I was in college. Um, so it was, I, I don't know. But moving on, just explain a little bit more about the occult. Like you said, it's hidden. It's, it's, it's not really meant, the knowledge, which I thought was really kind of funny, is only meant for certain people. I don't agree for that. I think, you know, even though it's a must-be-keep-hidden, uh, but for more, most practicing occultists, it is simply the study of a deeper spirituality like Cynthia. Really, that extends beyond pure reason and the physical sciences. So the term esoteric and arcane can also be used to describe the occult. So esoteric people is it fits into a small group. Arcane usually means ancient, and it usually has meanings unrelated to the supernatural. The term occult sciences was used in the 16th century to refer to it. Now, this opens a whole bunch of other sciences and and things of astrology, alchemy, natural magic, which today are considered pseudosciences. So, I have a friend who reads her horoscope every day and will get upset if her horoscope says, you're basically going to have a bad day. (laughs) So (laughs) I just find that fascinating. Like, really? And I always keep telling her, I say, well, your day is kind of what you make it. You know, sure, you might be like, oh, I I stubbed my toe or I, you know, my car wouldn't start or, or, you know, the shower, I only ended up at cold water. You know, those aren't, you know, that's just life. (laughs) Mm -hmm. to do with the occult nobody cursed you it's just you know other things going on here so let's just get into a really quick I'll go through this really quickly because I want to get to the magic stuff because this is going to be the fun stuff Um, so the term occultism emerged in the 19th century France where it came to be associated with various French esoteric groups connected to oh boy the Levy am I even close on that what, what do you think? <laughs> I don't know if you, you're there yet. And the Pappas? Um, uh, and in 1875, was introduced in the English language by the esotericist Helen Blavowski. I believe that's how you pronounce her name. Um, mm-hmm. And throughout the 20th century, the term was used Id- idiosyncratically by a range of different authors. But by the 21st century, was commonly employed, including by academic scholars, people. And the esotericism to refer to a strange a range of esoteric currents that developed in the mid-19th century. And their descendants uh, with occultism is thus often used to categorize such esoteric traditions as, again, spiritualism, theosophy, uh, anthroposophy, <laughs> uh, the hermetic order, and the golden dawn and new age. So there's a whole bunch of different magic that has to deal with all these different traditions and everyone uh, uh, out there has something within their group, whether you're, you know, German, Italian, French, Jewish, you all have this different mysticism and occultism to your uh, specific people. So, Again, it's just everyone who thinks it's just like this strange magic or whatever. No, everyone has it. Everyone has something. So, it also describes the number of magical organizations or orders, teachings and practices taught by them, and a large body of current historical literature and spiritual philosophy are related to the subject. So... You know, I don't know if there's anything you would add to that, Cynthia. the basically is a long-winded way of saying, hey, there's a bunch of different groups, and they all study different things, and they all look at different ways of doing things, and it's not as strange as and hidden, I think, as it seems. Even though that's the whole point of this, it should be to, you know, people who understand it and can use it and use it properly, not just some kids in a basement. <laughs> try <laughs> to summon a demon, right? Um, that's, that's maybe not the best way to go about it. So, anything you want to add to it before we move on to the five common types of magic?
1: No, I don't want to add a, a lot of uh, other things, um, but uh, I think it's uh, often uh, also for every... Uh, I think everybody is uh, like that. Um, a lot of people... Uh, if you have a uh, spiritualism, uh, mm. that's for everybody. It's different. Uh, some mm. people say uh, every night I uh, burn a candle by mm-hmm. a picture of my uh, dead husband. I, I tell you, mm. um, that's also a form of uh, spiritualism, or mm. uh, burning uh, incense. Uh, that's a little things, and um, yeah, that's that's also witchy things. You, I call mm-hmm. it. And yeah, people sure. don't uh, say, yeah, I don't, I'm, uh, I'm not uh, that spiritual. Um, mm-hmm. But if you burn a candle every uh, uh, every night,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, that's also a form of uh, spiritualism.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So let's get into the five different types of magic. These are five common types. Okay, so this is kind of a broad perspective. So the first. one is called ceremonial magic or high magic. Ceremonial magic is the type of magic that depends heavily on book learning, precise, complicated rituals, and intricate sets of correspondences. So in the West, ceremonial magic was almost entirely rooted in Judeo-Christian myth until the late 19th century. Even many ceremonial magicians continue to work within this context. So ceremonial magic is also, like I said, called high magic is meant to have a spiritual purpose rather than a practical one. Although there could be some overlap into two, into those two concepts, it involves improving the soul, which might include gaining divine knowledge, purification, and attraction of proper influences and embracing one's destiny. So a lot of this is practiced by, believe it or not, uh, churches, religions, as well as little how do I say, like, uh, Freemasons in the United States practice that? That's a huge group that's dated back to the 17th century, and they practice this too, along with other groups that you would be like, why are they practicing high magic? So, I uh, uh, just curious, Cynthia, what are your thoughts on high magic? And do you have any uh, thoughts on it that you can kind of enlighten our audience? Uh, no, I
1: don't, uh, do, uh, myself a lot of it, uh, white magic of, um, high magic. Yeah. Um, I don't know very much about, uh, uh, white high magic. Uh, I only, uh, once I read a book, uh, about high magic from, uh, Damien Eccles. Do you know him? Yes, I do. Yes. Um, when he was in jail, Uh uh-huh. Because he was uh, sentenced to death, for a, death uh, for a crime he didn't commit. Correct. And uh, his years in prison, he trained to be a true magician, he recalls. Mm. And he uh, used magic, uh, the practice uh, of reshaping reality uh, to intention, um, and uh, will to stave off uh, incredible pain, despair, and isolation. Isolation, sorry. Um, and he. Um, has written a book about that. Uh, with the practice uh he was to manifest uh his freedom. Mm-hmm. And um I like that uh story because um it seems that he now he's now uh free free and right. um he is in uh, I think he's happy with how he is now. Um uh, good. because he was a long time in uh in prison. Yeah. And he thinks that he was uh, going to die. Mm. And then um, he finds peace uh, with uh, the lifestyle he has now. Um, so I, I I, think that's an amazing story about uh, magic and uh, how it use, can use by people. Yeah.
0: Yes, that is an amazing story. Please check that out. I will try to put a link in there. See if I can find a link to his book mm. uh, I put it in there. Because it is an amazing story. Um, so, let's go to folk magic, or what they call low magic. <laughs> Historically, folk magic is the magic of common folk, of the common folk. It has a matter of practical purposes, healing, attracting luck or love, driving away evil forces, finding lost items, so oh, I could use this every time I lose my car keys and my phone, um, <laughs> bringing <laughs> you good harvest, and fertility. So, records of these practices are largely non-existent, since since practitioners were generally illiterate. Uh, So rituals were simple and uh, probably evolved over time. They involved everyday items, plant material, coins, nails, wood, and so forth. Uh, Folk magic is sometimes called low magic because of its practical nature and because of its association with the lower class. So, uh, like I said, Cynthia, before I get to your thoughts, I do have friends who are considered druids, who do do rituals, who do uh, try to help people um, just with just, you know, feeling better about themselves and being more positive and getting through the tough times, whether losing um, a loved one or, or you know, maybe there's something going on with your, you know, like I said, with your life. Um, I have not had a spell to find my phone. <laughs> when I lose that but uh, anyway so this is kind of a general, big general term but there's so much more involved in this. Uh, Cynthia so what do you think about that?
1: Yes, that's uh, a lot of stuff uh, in the low, uh, for magic, low magic Mm -hmm. and uh, everybody can do that Um, for myself uh, I I'm doing a little thing. So uh, I have uh, spell jars. Um, Mm. uh, I make a a little jar of glass and uh, some herbs in it, uh, some gems and uh, oils. And then uh, some oils are always good for for luck or uh, for... uh, finding peace um, when you're uh, nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a little stone uh, with uh, herbs in the car, mm-hmm. in the mirror of an acombi car. Okay. Finding lost items. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't uh, try it. <laughs> okay, well, um,
0: there you go.
1: So, uh, yes, they're they, uh, exactly involved with everyday items, so you can uh, make it of plants, wood. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. and now it's uh almost uh October um so okay. uh I make an uh, altar with uh, uh autumn uh, stuff okay. uh, so like apples um oh. uh, wood mm-hmm. um, now that's kind of uh, magic yeah. and, uh, the most yeah. things are from the nature from the woods mm-hmm. and um and yes, then you can uh, and do it a uh, little uh, things uh, in that uh, low magic.
0: Yeah. So, so let me ask you about this. I have a friend who is into crystals. She has mm-hmm. crystals for everything. You know, yes. if, again, like if you're having a bad day, she has one for that. If you're yes. having like, mm-hmm. whatever. Do you, do you have crystals, Cynthia? Uh, yes, I have crystals, yes. Okay. Um, do you believe that crystals can help? With certain magic with with things just you um, know like you said about I believe in
1: some crystals I believe in uh, you have the uh, golden tri- triangle that's uh, mm. rose quartz yeah. um, quartz and amethyst and yeah. um, they say if you um, put it um, on your pillow on, uh, under your pillow at night yeah um, then you can uh, sleep uh, well and calm. Mm. Um, so I have uh, sleep problems, so sometimes I uh, try it, and uh, I don't know if it's in my head or uh, not, but yeah, <laughs> I right. sleep uh, very well then. Yeah,
0: nice. So uh,
1: then I think let's give it a try. Sure. But um, right, I have no crystals for everything, but uh, okay. there are right. a lot of crystals uh, I have because I like them or uh, because I like their um, mm-hmm. use.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, and that's interesting to me. Um, She always sends me crystals. Um, She will always send me stuff, and you know, because I was having a rough. I had a rough like three years. I won't get into it, but let's just say like every bad thing that could happen happened. And so she sent me a bunch of stuff, and uh, it helped me along with other things like therapy (laughs) to kind of get through this (laughs) terrible stuff that was going on. Uh, But you know. I look at it like, if anything can help a person, that's the way I look at it. So now let's get to the big one, witchcraft. So witchcraft is a highly problematic term because, and I agree with this, because the different uses of word today versus historical uses. And we just talked about that earlier on in the podcast. Like, it is problematic because people, like, in the West, Many magic uh, practitioners are now calling themselves witches and practice a cross between ceremonial magic and folk magic. And like I said, we talked about that high magic and low magic. Workings are generally fairly simple. Use common materials like Cynthia said and depend upon emotion and intent rather than an exact ritual like your candle for your husband. And by the way, I'm sorry for your loss. Um, They may also borrow certain practices such as circle casting, Ceremonial magic. But historically, however, witchcraft meant malevolent, malevolent magic, excuse me. And that is the reason it was persecuted. Uh, witches were thought to kill, maim, cause sterility, blight crops, poison water, bring general misfortune upon their targets. Uh, witches and folk magicians were two different groups of people. Most people identified as witches were also accused falsely by folk magicians who were valued members of their communities, which is really weird. So in America, you've probably heard of Salem, which was absolutely horrible. All these innocent women and men died. And also, we have a famous witch in the, um, in the States called the Bell Witch. And the Bell Witch has been done many, many times. Um, the Bell Witch, um, I'll do an episode on that later, just to let you know, Cynthia, if you're not familiar with it, the mm-hmm. Bell Witch actually haunted this one uh, young man. His name was John. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully no relation to <laughs> me. But she was in love with John, this farmer, in the early 17th century, uh, six, late 16th century. And this is the first case of a witch, like, she, she destroyed his crops she um like would haunt his place she would cause disease and there is a cave and i believe this is in i want to say it's in pennsylvania in the states here uh where if, where she supposedly still lives um it's an interesting story it's a fun story when you look at the facts uh, like like we both are uh, intelligent people you're like maybe there's something else going on there. (laughs) Because, you know, any little thing in that time period, right, you would blame somebody. So, like, with you, unfortunately, and me, unfortunately, we'd be both blamed if, like, crops didn't come in, right? They would look at us. They'd be like, oh, hey, you know, John and Cynthia, they're in the occult. They're a little weird. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I I think they're a problem. So, I would really like you to, you know, tell me about your thoughts and, and uh, about witchcraft. And, uh, I'm really fascinated by it. Uh,
1: yeah. So like I say, um, here in the Netherlands, um, uh, if you say I'm a witch, people look at you. Yeah. Yes. Um, like my dad, my dad is, uh, what I say, am uh, skeptical. He <laughs> said, um, a while ago, um, I was cleansing, uh, their home for my parents mm. with, uh, white sage. Yeah. He looked at me and said, you, uh, lived, uh, a few hundred years ago, uh, then you was burned. <laughs> uh, okay. I think you were <laughs> burned, uh, for this. Um, but I don't uh-huh. know how it's in the States. Um, but if I look at YouTube or, uh, I think, many people, they say, oh, I'm rich. Oh, okay. yes. yes. Yes, it is. That's, that's... Just
0: as bad. Just as bad. Yes.
1: Here is, uh, it's not normal if you say that. Um, right. But I say that, uh, I don't care what people say, but... Uh, yeah, right. Uh, I think in, uh, in the time of Salem, uh, the rich, uh, there are, the Christians were... Uh, a lot of christians and i think that's because they think the witches from the devil mm-hmm. um and uh, how you say that um now you have a uh, a doctor or a, a homeopathic doctor right uh, mm-hmm. they give you uh herbs and you can buy right. it in the in the stores herbs for uh for your medical um Things. And that's exactly what a witch, uh, does also with herbs, um, herbs for this, herbs for that. Um, but I uh-huh. think it's in that time when, uh, people don't know about, uh, much about it. Uh, I've learned that if people don't know much about anything, uh, yeah, so they has, um, what I say, uh, a witch uh, is from Satan. Uh, Right. Uh, where the black metal metal people uh, are always uh, violent uh, or uh, that thing, it's uh, I think yeah uh,
0: yeah yeah absolutely. And it's just it's still looking a negative way. It's still yes. looking a strange way, uh, even here in the states. Yeah, like I said, people will will um, read their horoscope and take it literally. Uh, people yeah. will, people will go to, there's a lot of what we would call con artists in in the States, and I'm sure probably in the Netherlands where, you, you know, you may go to and be like, Hey, uh, tell me about who's doing, you know, how am I, what my life is going to be like, am I going to meet the love of my life? You know, am I going to be a millionaire or a billionaire? Or what You know what I'm saying? And it's just, you know, they make up stuff. And they just send whatever they can. And and that has added to Witch Trap, as well as movies, um yes. things here. We have a lot of books um that people have lied, uh uh just to get, you know, talk about witches and that a witch did this and, and we're talking modern twenty first century. You know? That's yes. just odd to me, right?
1: Yes. <laughs> it's uh it's uh, a different time and uh people um who are unknown i call it unknown about mm-hmm. uh, some subjects they right. have a predator uh about it.
0: right exactly and it's just to me is there's good and bad people in the world and you know that's a, that's a shame but most of the people really want to help you and like For me to, I've had people ask me questions about the paranormal and the cult and magic, and I know a couple people here and there can help, but generally I tell them, you know, if it's something deep into your mind where you might want to see a professional, like a therapist or a psychologist, and and talk about that. Because a lot of exorcist uh, interviews that I have read, that I have read and, and saw, a lot of exorcists will say, "No, it's not a witch. <laughs> it's yep. you know your mind, right? It's yes. your mind putting that in there, and and you need help. And yep. I can't help you. I can bless you, sure, but all in all, you need to go and see a seek professional help, and yep. hopefully they can help, right? So yes, that's awesome. I love that. I love that. So let's get into something that you're probably heard of too, <laughs> and you, and you mm-hmm. uh, is left and right hand magic." So in short, left-hand magic is limited by social conventions, is also limited to beneficial magic, and comes with warnings of consequences for harmful working. So again, the left-hand, for people, history of the left-hand, if you're left-handed, unfortunately, uh, the devil uh, had sex with your mom, and now you're the baby of the devil because you're left-handed. I don't know. That's really weird to me. Um, (laughs) So I'm right-handed, so I'm cool. uh, so right-hand magic exists outside of social conventions and ignores taboos and even gaining power from breaking them. Only power who consider themselves on the right-hand path generally uses terminology. So magical practitioners within the satanic and luciferian space consider themselves on the left-hand path. Followers of Mia may consider themselves either. So talk a little bit about that. Uh, <laughs> I think that's kind of interesting. Um, are you left, right hand magic? Do you know anything about this? I, I don't know.
1: Yes. Uh, as I said, I work a lot with Lilith and uh, Lucifer.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so that people think uh, Lilith. Uh, not everybody knows Lilith. Uh, but she's a yeah. female demon, female demon. Mm-hmm. Um, but everybody knows Lucifer, and they think that's yeah. you know, oh, the devil and uh, it's, uh, what you say uh a warning, because you don't know what you summon. Um, But um, um, Lilith uh, originates from the Sumerian word Lilutu, that means wind spirit of a female demon. And um, uh, Lilith wasn't always uh, that way according to the Babylonic uh, Talmud um, and written in Genesis, uh, which her name is Adam's first wife before Eve. Um, in summary, uh, there are a few stories uh, of why Lilith had become um, exiled from the Garden of Eden, such as uh, her persistence to be seen as uh, Adam's equal partner uh, as an independent being considering that Adam and Lilith were created from the same earth uh, as opposed to Eve, Mm -hmm. uh, who was created from Adam. Um, So if people... uh, Want to have more detailed history uh, about Lilith, then um, it's very interesting. Yeah. Uh, anyhow, working uh, with Lilith in witchcraft uh, can be for different reasons connected to where Lilith is and what she uh, represents. Um, in Luciferian uh, witchcraft, Lilith is honored as the consort of Samuel, uh, and Samuel um, is called the fallen angel Satan. In Jewish text, um, it's written that um, Lilith breeds thousands of demons with Samuel in the Red Sea. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't have to practice Luciferian webs- uh, witchcraft to work uh, with Lilith. Um, you can work with Lilith um, because you uh, will uh your uh, sexuality, uh, mm-hmm. your passion for life, uh, to reclaim your personal power and you feel small. Mm-hmm. Um, if you feel that you have given away your power, uh, or if you feel victimized in any way, mm. uh, then Lilith, uh, can give you power. Oh. Uh, so, um, it's not, uh, always, uh, bad and, um, dark, uh, kind yeah. of magic, left handed. Sure. Uh-huh. Uh, no, it's, uh, you must know, it's sometimes it's difficult to work with, yeah. uh, Lucifer or Lilith. Uh-huh. Um, but Lucifer um also means the bringer of light yeah um so if there you go to a dark time uh time um you have a, a you know bad day or bad uh time in your life or yeah, you'll be fired, I don't know um and you don't know um what you can do. Mm-hmm. some people work with Lucifer because um yeah the the light in the dark. So dark, uh, so light up uh, their uh, their life. And they can put some, uh, some, uh, or, um, uh, yeah. Peace from, uh, working with, uh, Lucifer. Right. So Lucifer is not, uh, the devil, only the devil and evil and, um, right. You can curse uh, people. Um, that's not what Luciferian uh, witchcraft is.
0: Yeah. And, and that's, Again, uh, we can, you know, man, I could talk to you for hours. I love Mm -hmm. this. But uh, again, like the HP Lovecraft and Aleister Crawley, I mean, all this stuff gets kind of jumbled in. And and, and we're not even talking about chaos magic, how that works. And that's a whole different thing we could get into. Uh, But again, it's just, you have to go into the occult and the mat and magic, e- even though it yes, yeah, hidden and to certain practitioners and, and and so on and so forth. Which to me always scares people, right, Cynthia? Mm-hmm. It always scares you because you're like, why is it hidden? Well, why why is why are you doing this? What Lucifer? Oh no! I learned at church that Lucifer is terrible and he wants to destroy me and and yeah. you know and you right and you you yeah. just like. But why? I'm just a guy. <laughs> just you know, why was he really like Lucifer? Wants to destroy me for what? Like, what did I do to him? Nothing, mm-hmm. right? It's just strange to me. It, it's just bizarre. And again, it's not meant to put people of different religions like uh, uh, against each other. It's about opening minds and to say, look, I may not understand God, but you don't understand Lucifer. So let's kind of you know, get together and let's have an open discussion and let's not bring emotions into this. Let's, you know, do some research and try to figure that out. So, uh, I have a friend of mine, uh, that I interviewed. Uh, she actually, this is amazing and I hope it works out for her. Uh, she is with personal paradigma and she helps people who have had, um, how do I say like, different uh, paranormal experiences and it's been haunting them since they've been a little kid and they can't Mm. tell anybody. And it's been, you know what I mean? Let's say, you know, you know, you're in your forties and you had this terrible uh, thing with a a ghost. I don't know. And uh, she helps people like she's like a therapist for them. And I think that's amazing. And she's worked with other therapists who are on the fringe and they don't really bring it up. But she, she's been doing that, and I think that's amazing, and I, and I wish her a ton of, uh, of luck, too. So anyway, let's get into the last magic, common magic, black and white magic, which we've kind of talked about. So black and white magic are imprecise terms, let's, okay? So roughly speaking, they are used to differentiate magic practices with an intent that is not socially acceptable versus magic practices that are. Here we go again, right, Cynthia? Mm-hmm. Um, today, the dividing line is often between magic that is no, intended to harm and magic that is not. There are, however, a lot of practices that different people disagree with, such as divination, which we talked about, justified harm, love magic, and so forth. So many magic workers avoid the terms entirely. So, Cynthia, do you
1: and, and uh, not even bring that up when people ask you? um when people ask me are you uh, do you black uh, white magic yeah, right. Right. um that's um that's interesting but i i I can't answer that uh specifically because mm-hmm. um but I told you uh some things I do is white magic and sometimes um I do black magic but never mm-hmm. to harm uh other people and um the 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 kind of black magic I do is, I think, uh, work with demons. And for me, it's not black magic, but it's, uh, uh, a subject from the black magic. Mm-hmm. Um, if you search that uh, on Google right. or, um, in, uh, in the books, uh, it's always black magic, black pact, uh, pact with the devil. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it's also what are you, uh, what are you doing with that? Uh, sure. A little while ago, I uh, had a new book and uh, it's about satanic rituals. So I think, oh, that's, uh, that's nice. And, uh, I, uh, I'm going to read that. And yep. uh, there was a, uh, uh, um, episode, uh, and there, uh, it's, uh saying for you, uh, must kill a goat and, uh, drink his blood. Uh, okay. okay. Oh, I don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> um, and people think that that's it's black magic, uh, satanic yeah. magic, uh, Luciferian right. magic. Um, that, that's what they do, they offer uh, uh animals mm-hmm. or people, uh, yeah. and they drink blood, and that's not how it works. Um, being a satanic uh, witch or a satanist is um, the magic word in that is freedom, um, and Everywhere it's uh, you must do this, you must do that, um, and that's not uh, in the Satanic Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, right. You must do what you want, Correct. Um, as long as you don't harm uh, any other people yes. and uh, be what you want. Um, I love that. I think a lot of people love that because yeah. um, I know the Satanic Temple. I'm a member of the Satanic Temple, and there mm-hmm. is an um, uh, high priester uh, or the, of the satanic temple is sailor, And he is, uh, uh, gay. And he say, um, in the church, nothing except, no, nobody except me. And here, uh, with the satanic temple, I can be myself. Um, I can do right. what I want. People sec- accept me for who I am and what I am. Yeah. And that's, uh, I call it freedom. And that's the key word in, um, the satanic uh, witchcraft and the satanic Uh uh, uh, church and the Bible, uh, freedom. And uh, that's, uh, I love that kind of, uh, yeah, of the satanism.
0: Yes. And, and again, I've read the satanic Bible and remember what it says. And I highly recommend for you to read it because it's not, (laughs) everyone's I read it go to hell. What? You know, stop that. What it says is one of the one of the things, in that, and 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 since you brought it up, is be yourself, be happy with yourself, yes. but don't hurt others. Like don't like what what it kind of, when it, when I read that, it meant like I'm a very different, weird guy. All right, I've always been weird, and I love being weird. I love being strange. All right, and when people have been like, "Ah, oh, that's a weird guy," that's you know, I'm okay with that. You know, I don't hurt anybody. But no. do I see some things that are dark humor? Yeah. And people go like, whoa, man, that's, uh. but I'm like, I'm okay with that because I'm not hurting you. And if I do, you know, I apologize. I'm like, hey, I, I didn't, you know, do mean to hurt you uh, with that. Um, sometimes I don't because you can't take a joke. That's, <laughs> that's your problem. It's not my problem. Um, but again, I, 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 you know, just, there's just so many terms out there and so many things that are that people don't understand. So, Cynthia, while we're wrapping up here, mm-hmm. I want you to kind of, if you were talking to my audience, like, people might listen to this and go, oh, she's a Satanist and she's this and she's that and, she, you know, I want you to tell my audience why you uh, continue to do this and, and, you know, why you love doing this
1: um i love doing this uh because um it's very interesting um um i'm feeling uh free and mm. um comfortable with uh this um that's the that's the big reason and mm-hmm. it's uh it's me i think yeah. um when some people uh who know me who know me um the same as you, as you said, um, I'm weirdo. Um, habit. I think uh, I must be weird, but what are you? Right. Yes. Right?
0: Right. Um, that's amazing. So, Cynthia, I've always wanted to go to the Netherlands. So, if <laughs> I ever get over there, I will let you know and me and you will hang out and have a blast. How's that sound? Yeah. That sounds <laughs> uh, sound, uh, good. And if you come over here to the States, I will introduce you to all the fun stuff too. So if that ever mm-hmm. happens, we yes. are together on that because I think we'd have a blast together. And mm-hmm. I could bring some of my paranormal friends with me and we we would have uh just a great time. So, Cynthia, thank you so much for doing this. Uh, I again, I could talk to you for hours. I'm just blown away. Um it's awesome. Uh obviously, to my spooky friends out there, please listen to this, um, and like, I'll put all your links in there. Uh, and, and ask questions, people. You know, if you're a little confused, let's let's figure this out together, and let's have some fun with it. So, um, just one last question. Halloween in the Netherlands, what's that like? Is that a little different? <laughs> we don't have a lot of Halloween
1: here, yeah, unfortunately. Okay. Uh, okay. But my house is always Halloween, uh, 356 <laughs> days uh, in, a, in a year. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um but um it's upcoming. Um yes. the most stores now have Halloween um decoration. Uh-huh. Yeah. But um it's, it's little and it's not very I don't like it. Okay. Um, but I, I celebrate every year Halloween uh with my family. Nice. Um, so um uh, yes, do you guys I, do that's why I'm always uh, want to go to the United States to um celebrate Halloween uh, over there.
0: We will, are you familiar with trick or treating, how it works in the States? Yes. Where you knock on someone's door and they yes. give you candy. Okay. So me and you will have to figure this out. We will go trick or treating together, <laughs> <laughs> get some candy, knock on some doors, have people stare at us that we're older. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll explain this is, uh, you know, what's going on here. So yeah. So that is awesome. Yeah. Um, Uh, again, we'll keep this conversation going throughout Halloween. I'm having a Halloween big thing because this is my month. I love Halloween. Uh, It's so much fun. Um, I um, will continue to put things out there. And again, just to let you know, this is what we do. This is how we end every show. Uh, Mm -hmm. We say hi to our ghost. Hello, ghost! (laughs) Mm -hmm. And we stay spooky. So again, Thank you, Cynthia. You
1: have a great Halloween, and we will talk later. Yes, thank you for having me, and um, thank you, everybody. Thank you.